2: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style welcome
0: to
1: wood talk for woodworkers by woodworkers now here are three guys who take big pieces of wood and make them smaller mark matt and shannon
0: Welcome to Wood Talk number 309 for May 16th, 2016. On today's show, we're talking about DIY projects and the tools we use to DIY. We like to do it ourselves, don't we? But before we get to all that, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Kalo. Well, Kalo, that's the sponsor. (laughs) Kalo rings are incredibly comfortable. They start at just $15.99. And if you go to Kalo.com, Q-A-L-O.com, use the discount code WOODTALK, you can get 15% off your order. And, of course, the show just wouldn't be possible without donations from happy, shiny people like Larry Spitz, Joshua Groda, George Foreman. Mark put a note in here and says it's probably not the boxer, but I would to think that George Foreman listens to our show while grilling you know, I- things.
1: I do too that's exactly it i mean he's got so many of his grills probably laid up and he's like i'm gonna listen to the guys I'm gonna make me steak 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 i'm gonna make it for all my george foreman jr george foreman jr george foreman jr remember how many yes. like juniors he had he had like eight juniors or something like that. The junior junior. You know what I
0: wonder is, does the current generation know George Foreman as a boxer or do they know him as the infomercial grill guy? That's a good question. Like (laughs) like if I actually read this, George Foreman, probably not the boxer, people will go, there was a boxer named George Foreman? You mean the grill guy?
1: Yeah. You know, the funny thing is when he was uh, selling the grills, that's when I found out that he was a boxer. So I don't know what that says about me.
0: (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Well, of course, you too can be like George Foreman and help us out likewise yes like what matt said uh you can help us out by going to woodtalkshow.com and looking for those donation <laughs> links and if you do we will thank you at the beginning of the show we'll even do a little tangent uh about your name and how it's related to a celebrity and of course you know we have tangents already what like two like a minute into the show and
1: that's probably because matt vanderlis is back i don't cause tangents but you know i was just thinking about larry spitz that one could be a good one <laughs> yeah
0: he want to a lot of gold medals didn't you yeah definitely a swimmer or a figure skater or
1: diver or something some sort of olympiad of some sort of olympic ability yeah
0: so yeah uh mark is uh mark is gone mark is either at an airport right now uh i I think uh, nicole just posted something on instagram they're they're chilling on a bench waiting for a plane to take off to take them to to uh sunny hawaii So, yeah, hooray. Good for Mark, being a good husband. Got his wife a birthday present to take her to Hawaii. So that's cool. So he's not here. So we decided to bring Uncle Travel and Matt back.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. And I know as of right now, most people are probably just like dropping this episode. They're like, we're done. We're over. There's a reason the guy left, and we need to keep it that way.
0: Well, I'm thinking, you know, because I've already been confused as all heck trying to talk to Matt and Matt. and say, <laughs> Matt, make sure you take this part. And Matt, you know, I have to say Matt V and Matt C. So, um, Matt Vanderlust since technically you are now the guest host, I think you have to be – we have to call you Mark.
1: <laughs> that works for me because, you know, the funny thing about that, I was just thinking – Before we were recording, I actually had a client about a week ago that I was emailing them trying to set up an appointment and they responded with, hey, Mark, I can't help you. And I'm thinking (laughs) this feels like a like a, a wood talk email all those years ago. And on top of it, they even spelled it with a K. So that oh, one is oh. just like that's that that's it's not a trifecta. That would be if there was a third one in there. But it's like the ultimate double whammy right there. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm having a flashback. <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely awesome. So I can do Mark. That's no problem. All right. Well, I mean, we do have to keep the uh, the intro uh, accurate here.
0: You know, when it says Mark, Matt, and Shannon, and we can't
1: say Matt, Matt, and Shannon. It's, <laughs> it's like a, it's a Matt sandwich with Shannon in the middle.
0: Yeah, we had exercise mats last. Now <laughs> yeah, which is Matt sandwich this week. <laughs> Actually, that should be our show title, Matt Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the gooey filling in the middle of a Matt sandwich. I like. Oh, it. yep. Yeah, All you're right, spilling well, over. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do a single topic show today because we didn't feel like preparing much more, and you know, I didn't want to you know bring Matt back in and have him work or anything. So, <laughs> right. Um, but you know, we didn't normally talk about what's on the bench on these uh, weekend type single topic shows, but since Matt. Vanderlist, since it's been so long i want to hear what have you been up to what, what first of all where are you now
1: uh as we are recording this i am in uh beautiful downtown pittsburgh uh, I don't know if those are words I would actually put together whenever I was thinking about Pittsburgh. But I have to tell you, I am really, really uh, – I'm loving it here. There's so much neat architecture and there's just so many other things going on that when I'm driving around, I actually feel like I need to like get out and start taking pictures of some of the coolest things I've ever seen. And spending a lot of times in hotel rooms now, I am actually doing the thing like I used to years ago where I start looking at furniture and go, how'd they build that? How can I incorporate that into my next project? What is this over here? Oh, I don't want to go in there. That's pretty disgusting. (laughs) So that's the big thing. And A lot of this is also to help me as we're recording this. My daughter, the beautiful Madison, is about to graduate high school. My baby is graduating high school. So I need something to distract me. From the fact that, one, she's old enough to do that, and two, I could possibly be old enough that she could do that. That's just – that's mind-boggling.
0: That is crazy. Yeah, I just got an invitation today for my nephew's um, graduation from high school and my niece graduated. Gosh, she's almost out of college now. That's ridiculous. She was the flower girl in my wedding and my (laughs) nephew wasn't even born when I was married. Right (laughs) Now he's graduating from high school. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. So have have you been able to get into the shop or have you got anything you're working on?
1: Well, actually we are just coincidentally as we're recording this, Samantha has posted some pictures of the kitchen renovation that I'm going to give her full credit. She did all of this, my job was just basically to stand there and go, you want me to do what? Oh. Um, I got, I've got to go meet with a client and then like take off. <laughs> she did so much of that stuff, but there was a lot of things in there that I she wanted me to kind of help out with her, so I did a lot of the DIY stuff with her, so this is a great topic to be talking about right now. Okay. Uh, but the nice thing about it is now that all the DIY is done on the Vandula's household pretty much. She had one request, and that's to make these uh, wooden shelves for the kitchen. So I don't know if she wants to go with like a live edge. I do know she wants to incorporate some metal. So it'll probably be something like, you know, the the plumbing fixture kind of look to it where mm-hmm. the, you know, we'll pick up something like that and attach those to the wall. I'm a little nervous because where she wants to attach them is newly subway tile and I have to tell you there was a few moments with that subway tile when it was going up that uh, there was almost no more vandalist family as uh, a lot of arguments ensued over a few of those things so I'm a little worried about how that's going to go up but uh, I am really really looking forward to finally being able to get down there and start utilizing my tools for an actual like f- not quite a furniture project but like a furniture project up until now it's been a lot of just carpentry, you know, more than anything else. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with that idea of like carpentry, woodworking, isn't it all the same thing? And then I just go, no, and leave (laughs) it at that. (laughs) Nice. Well,
0: I have not been into the shop nearly as much as I wanted to. I spent my weekend, almost my entire weekend, chaperoning my wife's annual um, music in the parks trip to Hershey Park. So, um, but I I did witness um, a gosh, I'd say she's probably She's a seventh grade girl, so she's probably like sixty pounds. Just tiny little thing. I would <laughs>
1: right. eat
0: a five pound chocolate bar. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: could could you physically see it in here? Like she turns sideways and the bar is just there, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: like when I, you know the, you see the snake, and you can still see like the seagull. Inside oh the snake. Yeah.
1: it was. Uh, they have these
0: things at Hershey Park. If you go to the park, they have like special limited edition things. You only know get at the park, like you know, crazy pina colada flavored peanut butter cups and weird stuff like that. And they have this five pound Hershey bar and it's, it's about the size of like an iPad pro. You know, it's just, it's just this big, big thing. And, you know, it's I want to say it's at least an inch to an inch and a quarter thick. Just this disturbing amount of chocolate. And, you know, Five quarter chocolate. chocolate. A whole thing.
1: You know, I'm so. already going into a, like a, a candy fit right now just thinking about it. Oh, my Lord. It was kind of, kind of disturbing to. My teeth just, hurt. Yeah,
0: I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now my follow up question to that is at what point did she start throwing up? Was it actually to the car, halfway home from the uh, the event or was you it know, late? That's
0: the scary part is we're basically locked on a on a school bus. For you know, ninety minutes from Hershey Park back to the school to drop the kids off with their parents. So it's kind of like, you know, you're either going to you know, get sick on the bus, in which case you just do it out the window <laughs> and make sure the people behind you have their windows up. Right. Know, that's, that's we don't want to <laughs> deal with that. Or that it happens after the parents pick them up and they're like off the grounds, so that it's not our fault anymore. You know. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> we, oh my we, God.
0: Not just... our fault. Just take her home.
1: So yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with a bus trip. I mean, at least on a plane, you have the barf bags ready to go. A bus... Unless you're anticipating that more will be eating five pounds of chocolate, in which case you really question the chaperones. There, <laughs> yeah.
0: well, you know, we obviously I, the worst part is is it's not that we fell down on the job, but we more encouraged the whole thing.
1: Like, I want to see if
0: she can do it. Go, right. go, go! Yeah.
1: Right. I, I actually, you know, the funny thing is, I have a chaperoning for Aiden, who it's a, he's graduating from middle school. He's heading into high school, and they always take the kids up to in in Michigan. The big thing is to go to Mackinac Island, apparently for this. School. School And on Mackinac Island, what they're known for is fudge. And I've already heard a rumor that the eighth grade boys are planning on challenging each other to a fudge off. And I'm like, you know what? I really hope for your sake, boys. That the water uh, that the ferry is going to have to go across to get to the island and then back over to the uh, the mainland is not choppy that day. Because if it is, I'm going to start placing bets with the other dads on who's going to hurl first. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yikes. <laughs> oh. Well, other than five-pound chocolate bars, um, I've done some drawing this week to prepare, hopefully for this weekend, to build a secret compartment into my blanket chest. So I'm kind of playing around with that. In fact, before we started this call, I was in SketchUp drawing some stuff out and trying to figure out how I'm going to make this thing work so that's kind of exciting you
1: know, where is this going to be located that in the blanket chest so I know where it is and it will no longer be a secret so therefore it's a secret I can tell you that god that you take all the fun out of everything now I remember why I don't want to be on the show anymore
0: yeah it rhymes it rhymes with schmill
1: it can be it can be located
0: somewhere near the schmill the Schmandel schmill <laughs> where you where we store the Schmandels. <laughs> Anyway, Matt Cremona, this is really (laughs) cumbersome. Matt C, Matt, yeah, other Matt, new Matt. That's right. Old Matt, new Matt. That's how people refer to us now, right? So, yes, new Matt. What what's what you've been up to?
2: Well besides the uh, the continuing trim project which I'm sure we'll get into because it's kind of a good topic for today's thingy, uh, I was doing some more urban logging. I took my log trailer out and picked up uh, this massive piece of silver maple. It was uh, four feet wide at one end and five almost five feet wide at the other. Wow it's six feet long and you know, about three and a half thousand pounds. pretty big.
1: Wow. Holy cats. No. I've been watching some of your videos where you're using that that trailer, and then I <laughs> yeah. immediately – I just turn it off because I don't want to feel like I'm not doing enough when well, it comes to my woodworking. <laughs> you'd like it. You're,
2: all have to do is push a button on the winch. Nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I usually do push a button on the winch, and then I get slapped. That's the problem. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> but I have to tell you when I when I'm watching those, I, I always keep thinking I'm like, that's, I got to get into something like that. But then that would be my whole weekend because I only have the weekends to woodwork now. So I'd be <laughs> like, so what you do this weekend? Well, I took out a trailer and I uh, I pushed a button on a winch and then Sam doesn't want to talk to me anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was not that it. bad. It was about a three hour trip. The place I went was about 45 minutes away, so about 45 minutes out, 45 minutes back, and about being like an hour and a half there messing around. The hardest part was like this thing was like laying flat on the ground so it's like how the heck do you get a chain around it if it's on the ground already so i messed with that for a while but i got
1: it so then how did you did you I dig was a hole say how did you do it
2: <laughs> I, I was Don't able to hanging. Get, i was able to get a chain around one of the crotch sections and i dragged it over onto another log a small log and that got it up just far enough that i was able to slip a chain underneath the other the, uh, the smaller end wow. and pick up that way.
1: Tried you realize woodworking That's is terrible. one of the few topics or the, the few things that you can say, I wrapped a chain around the crotch, <laughs> and it's not dirty until somebody points out how dirty it actually is. So we choose to make it so... <laughs> Well, I was uh, using a choke chain, so it's, it's all right. And there you go. That's a whole other special uh, topic for a podcast. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> a sp- specific niche of that. Well, I always wondered. Uh, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where you could use like a cant hook to kind of roll it halfway, like yeah, you stick roll the chain this. under it and then
2: roll it back over. This is not something you're rolling. Oh, really? No. <laughs> well, yeah. I Even if you have a big enough wide. lever,
1: would you be able to do it with a big enough lever?
2: No, because it's a, it's a Y. It's a it's a big crotch section, so it's too right. It's not round. Gotcha. Normally, yeah. yes, that that works just fine. Normally, I'd put lay the chain down and roll a log over it. That works out fine. But when you can't roll the log because you're yeah. tiny, yeah. Uh,
1: then <laughs> See, but I, think you're very, you're, I mean, you're, you're very unmotivated, unmot- like myself. That's usually when you have the other <laughs> issue.
0: I, I assume you plan to mill this and and maintain as much of the crotch as you can. Maintain that. Why? Oh yeah. As yeah. you do it, what's the width across at its widest point there?
2: Uh, it's five feet. You got a fifty-eight inches. I got to upgrade for that one.
0: Nice. Or you could (laughs) just be missing out on an opportunity. You could just like dig a post hole and make a big slingshot. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Think about it. That's that's an opportunity right there, man. Let let me know when you're doing that. I think I'll try to plan some travel in that area. (laughs) I'll buy the fruit. (laughs) You
0: could be the coolest dad in the neighborhood with, like, the industrial water balloon launcher. Oh, my God. I could do that with some of the trees in my yard, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. But that's no fun. Now you can
2: say that you, well, you didn't fell the tree, right? But nobody has to know that. No, they're just city trees that were
1: removed for a street expansion. This was one of the smaller ones. Nice. I love that idea of of urban logging and grabbing things like that cuz some we in my neighborhood it is Picture, and I've talked about this before. The you see those classic Americana pictures where like they're looking down Main Street, and there's the giant canopy of what mm-hmm. used to be chestnuts, but ours are all red oak, and that's the way my whole entire neighborhood is. Is every, in the summer, it's these super tall red oak trees, and there's this giant canopy so that sunlight never comes through. But the problem is a lot of them are diseased and they're dying, so everybody's taking them down now. But all they'll do is they'll just take the tree down, and then the next thing you know, it's like it's free firewood and I'm there's yeah. always there's a part of me it's like it's red oak I'm not a fan of red oak but it's so amazing <laughs> to see these logs there the size of them and and to be wasted like that maybe even hitting a landfill I mean that's just oh it's heartbreaking but more importantly if you ever got into someplace and just simply looked at it and went I drove here for that oh yeah okay yeah yeah like when you get there like oh this is half rotted oh,
2: and yeah, yeah. that's yeah. terrible I still took it because I was. The one time I did it, it was like an hour and a half drive. It was for butternut. I'm like, oh, that's pretty rare. I don't see it too often. So I'll go and go and grab them. Yeah, they were like so, so rotted. I got like six or seven 10-foot logs, uh, maybe 16 inches in diameter. I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well bring them back and cut them up and see if maybe there's something usable in them. And there were some usable sections. I've got some cool spalted butternut now. I was now, gonna say, remember but... a couple
0: episodes ago? <laughs> it's not rotted, It's spalted.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I get that. This board's like just giant holes in them too. But you know. So
0: how how does how do you like hear about this stuff? Is there some sort of like network that I don't know about? You know, call this number to have somebody <laughs> come pick up my tree. Or... <laughs> well. See, if could, they're city trees, so I'm assuming this is a municipal thing that they, they've taken down the trees. It's not like a
2: private. Yeah, they were cut down last summer. Um These I found on Craigslist. Most of the stuff I find is on Craigslist, and the other thing too is like this. Uh, people know me, I guess. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. I'm kind of a big deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have many leather-bound books. Nice. No, yeah. but it's like I have I'll, rich mahogany. No, seriously, <laughs> I do. <laughs>
2: I just I search on Craigslist every day just to see what's out there. And then a, a few times a few people that watch my stuff or know who I am that will contact me and see if they want their trees. Um, but I don't have a supply problem. I have a, like, a where the heck I'm going to put all the stuff problem. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. When, so can... <laughs> when
0: the backyard
1: becomes the log yard, that's
2: a cry
0: for help. It already is. So yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it, guess... when, it's, when it's a cry for help is when the living room actually becomes like a deconstructed couch and you're like, dude, that's just a log. You, <laughs> you just got a log. That's all that is. <laughs> uh, that's funny. There was a, we're not doing a what's new section,
0: but I have to bring this up because it's, it's apt. There was a, carver somewhere I don't remember now I want to say somewhere in Scandinavia where he actually carved out a log um, carved back to the original sapling so imagine like a freestanding log that has been like hollowed out all the way through. So there's like a window through the tree and left in the middle. is just the original sapling. Now I don't know if like they say the way they word it is like he peeled back the growth rings to get to the first couple of growth rings. I have a feeling that was a little bit more poetic license on the inside there, but it's still the coolest looking thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's, it's attached by a couple of branches and things. So Mm. there you go, Matt. If, if
2: you have too many logs, you can just try that, you know, make art pieces. Just try you know how many people would get mad at me because I'm wasting a log? Then yeah,
0: well, <laughs> or you could make uh, like that race car. That was it, Barney that had it on the Flintstones. <laughs> Point the
1: ends, you know, and put a hole for your feet, and have a little, have a little Barney Rebel race car. So. Well, you know, but if people get really upset about it, just say something very artistic. Like I just let the log. The log told me what it wanted to be. Right. <laughs> it's that. that. It's that over there, a pile of firewood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just so that Mark could continue to rub our noses in it,
0: he put what's on his bench. He put pineapples and sunshine, <laughs> and he spelled pineapples wrong, which
1: is just terrible.
0: Jersey. Oh yeah, look at that, <laughs> Jersey Public Schools. Pineapples, pineapples, pineapples is what it is.
1: <laughs> that actually is a uh, a version of apple. They're just really small. You normally don't see them because they get blown away with the wind. <laughs>
0: pineapples. Well, our 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 topic today is actually not urban logging. It's it's DIY. Oh, it should have been. Yeah, maybe it should have been. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. <laughs> and on next week's episode, we'll be talking about DIY, which we weren't able to get to in this week's episode. <laughs> See you then. We, we actually should, because there's
0: some etiquette I think we could discuss for urban logging. But we're not going to do that now, <laughs> because I don't want to change the show notes, because I already filled them out. So um, <laughs> this this uh, DIY topic comes to us from Giuliano. Um, this is quite old, actually. This is this this question was submitted back when Matt Vanderlis was on the show still. So sorry, oh, Giuliano. Fitting. I hope you weren't really looking
1: for a time timely answer <laughs> yeah, no kidding did you have to blow the dust off this one holy <laughs> it did
0: he said this is more of a curiosity but do you guys have a second set of tools to work around the house on diy projects i'm over careful with my woodworking expensive tools and i don't want to use them to help me installing my laminated floor in the basement so it's kind of an interesting topic i think we could we could have a little fun with this so um what i want to do we'll do kind of a little round robin thing here um First and foremost, what is the most recent DIY project that you've done? Um, and uh, let's go to the trim master, Matt Cremona. Trim.
1: Yeah, I figured. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I heard something about this. Like you were making your own and then you were like scribing it on and then you were. Oh, yeah, I got a little ridiculous with
2: it. It's like the furniture maker and me <laughs> making like this ridiculous room out of wood. I did the floors in there, too, so I'm like, well, I might as well go so out on the trim, So it too. was just that one room, right? Not that, just, just the one room. But what was your total linear footage? <laughs> uh, not that much. Not like 80, 80, 80 to 100 feet of casing and baseboard each. Okay. Well, that's
0: 160 now, linear feet. <laughs> yeah. Now
1: th- it, w- it would have hit the ridiculous level if you took the time to match the grains and colors. You didn't do that, did you?
2: Well, of course, because all my boards are sequential, so you know oh, they're going to okay. match pretty nicely Absolutely. with with the
1: floor also.
2: Well, no, because those are ash and I oh, well, then cherry. you
1: were just, you were being lazy. Come on, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I had
2: more cherry laying around than ash now. The minute
0: you start using words like sequential and flitch when it comes to trade carpentry, that's a cry for help right there.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and little does Matt Cremona know, but the actual topic of today's episode is how to save Matt Cremona from himself.
0: <laughs> it's an intervention, actually. Please, <laughs> please,
1: I need this. <laughs> Turn around right now, and there's your whole family standing there. They just want to so- tell you how much they, they support you and want you to get help. So <laughs> I'm
2: surrounded by wood right now, so I guess they're my family. <laughs> there, there you, you go. go. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so so you did you did the hardwood floor prior to doing the trim. So what's right. next on the list, Matt? Of the of what DIY projects? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Because you're I setting gotta, the bar pretty it's... high there. You know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna disappoint the wife eventually when you're like, well, I can't do any better than that. You know, <laughs> here comes <the> particle <laughs> board.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to get getting back to making furniture. She needs me. She wants me to make a uh, outdoor dining table for our patio, which was also a DIY project. From like two years ago, huh?
1: the the patio. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I I had a, a brain fart for a moment there. I'm like, the wait, the table is the DIY. Or well, I guess it will be. That one. Yeah. It will also be DIY, but you know, would work. Okay. What Whatever. you
2: need for that that table? I got
1: road is, brain. Sorry about that. <laughs> road <laughs> brain. That's
2: better than what other thing you could say for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> I think if you want to make an outdoor table, what you need is probably some sort of like Y-shaped crotch of silver maple, um, right? To saw it right down the middle
2: and. I already have twelve quarter white oak, twenty two inches wide, so I'm good. Alrighty then
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: All right so Matt tra- traveling Matt old Matt I don't like to say old Matt because it makes me feel like I'm poking fun at Matt
1: That's okay my my hearing is is getting better <laughs> and My sciatica is not as bad as it once was, but I'll still accept the old man. Uh, So the big thing for me, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. If not, people, if uh, you go back and look at my my feed on Facebook, we just wrapped up the whole kitchen remodeling by we, I mean, Samantha, and then I just stood by the number one Thing that's the number one phrase uh, reply that started the most heated arguments in the Vandula's household was I don't know it's your project you tell me <laughs> oh, and, wow. yeah so that's so, that so passive aggressive <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah and then it got extremely aggressive so so, um, so
0: what exactly like how much did you do? I mean, did you, you didn't like redo cabinetry in there too, did
1: you? No, what? no. The, the closest thing to redoing cabinetry is we took out a cabinet. Uh, the main thing was we knocked out like a little half wall kind of a thing, tore up some. It, what it really was is – so you know how I described the picturesque neighborhood with all the canopy and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Our house was very much that era also. We had the worst tile – Countertops, tile, backsplash, tile, everything. I mean, it was they were obsessed with green tile. Uh, so we tore out the the, the cabinets or, the, the, excuse me, the countertops. Um, we put down new countertops. So Sam had. Uh, Someone who knew what they were doing come in and paint the actual counters. But the main thing was to – it was more carpentry than anything else. And that's where a lot of my my tools got used on the damn carpentry stuff. Mm, No. (laughs) That's not good. No, it wasn't. So I didn't have to do a lot of like like, uh, woodworking kind of a thingies. It was more or less just – yeah, that's and that's why I can't wait to get back into the woodworking part of it. Yeah. Did I take this on a tangent? I did take this on a tangent. Yeah, why is it always about you. me? That's all right. It's always it's about travel and tangent, Matt. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that <I've, road> train. <laughs> I,
0: do do you have anything kind of sitting on the list ready to uh, that you got to tackle next,
1: Matt? Uh, oh, of course. So there's the the cabinets that are the shelves, excuse me, that I was oh, talking right, about. Right. Um, uh, another one is actually. Just like Macromona, we were talking about maybe another like outdoor table or something. So that is something that for certain that is on my list. Uh, I do want to get around to actually making a new and improved desk for our office space. Uh, I've got these beautiful maple boards that uh, Bell Forest had sent to me a, a long time ago. Just nice big eight-quarter boards uh, with some beautiful live edge on it. And I'm just thinking that would make an amazing desk. And it's time that I really jump into something like that and, and, you know, go full on back into the woodworking thing and just love every second of it. So I think that's the big one that I really, I, I have on my list next. I need to do that because I'm sick and tired of this Ikea crap desk that we have. It looks neat, but I don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. Anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for me, I had to build a, um, I don't even know what I call it like a, a hurricane door entry to our, It's not really our basement. We have a split-level house, so the lower level, the basement level is more like garden level, where the windows are right at ground level. And um, the house is old enough that there's been enough... (laughs) Sedimentation in the gravel around the French drain that it just doesn't drain as quickly as it used to, <laughs> so it's more clay than gravel anymore. So the the stairs that go down to the lower level, you know, it lands on a, on a concrete pad, and the drain in the pad is basically just a hole, you know, with with like a, a strainer over top of it, cut right down to the gravel uh, around the, the the whole house as a French drain. Well, it, now when it rains pretty heavily, all the rain kind of sluices down those concrete steps to that pad, and it's turned starts to overflow. And of course, wouldn't you know the one place in the house that is not hardwood floors that is carpet is just the other side of that door. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's uh it was something that we we quickly said well, what are we going to do about this you know we brought people in to, to look at the drain and you know the solutions were drastic like well if your slab is plumbed you know, in other words they put pipes through the through the foundation to drain out the front of the house then it's just a matter of tapping into that but the guy's looking in there and he like pulls his little fiber optic thing he's like i don't think your slab's been plumbed it's like so we're not going to drill through the slab and i think thinking, oh, thank goodness, you know, don't drill through my foundation. So what we're going to have to do is dig a trench that circumvents the entire property. I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be expensive. Like, or you could just cover it up. I was like, we'll do that. Right. So, like, as an experiment, more of an experiment in, like, ghetto fabulous, we, we threw a tarp over it and it got forgotten about so it's like you know here's here's our nice backyard you know i've got the the scenic uh you know bungee lathe in the backyard like most people
1: right who and, doesn't
0: you know you look back at the house and there's this like home depot blue tarp thrown over the back steps it's like this is so awful but the tarp was the proof of concept that told us if you block the rain we don't have any over full of problems so it wasn't like you know the water was draining it elsewhere and causing it a up. it was just the direct you know if you put a lot of rain down through that little drain it it backs up quickly so um so then we decided okay it's time to fill it in and it was just a matter of like building building out like a canopy and then i bought at home depot a set of steel hurricane doors oh. i think that's what they're called right you know, the, the the like the on the, slanted at an angle, like go around the back of the house, and you open up and walk down into the basement. You know, that uh, what's her name got sucked out of in Twister, the movie. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah, I place. know exactly what you're talking about. I used them once to uh, lock a cousin in my par- grandparents' uh, Michigan basement. <laughs> nice. And uh, she brings that up all the time for some reason. I don't know why. It must yeah. be all the spiders down there. What a
0: shame. Mm. Well, the, um, I mean, those doors are expensive because they're meant to be super heavy. They're also meant to be very secure and, you know, as watertight as, as they can be. But uh, I basically just had to build the frame and then set that in there. And that was actually required a lot more precision than I thought because <laughs> this big steel frame, it has some adjustability, but not a whole lot. Um, so it was a matter of framing that out. And was a lot of working with pressure treated lumber and like pressure treated siding and stuff to to. Like, uh, what's the word clad, (laughs) clad, the stud walls and everything that I built up around it. And I had to, um, like actually drill it into, uh, the slab and caulk around that and, then I had to redo the stairs above it to make sure that the water wouldn't drain through to my closed compartment that I just made. So then I got fancy, and I, I, laid, I laid down Ipe. So I went, Ooh. I premium, because I know a guy that sells Ipe
1: um, all day long. And I was just going to ask you, is it back Cremona? I hear he also cuts up uh, <laughs> large silver maples, too.
2: Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, all the Ipe to, trees we have growing here I in say, Exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to give Matt an ePay log just
0: to see if his, uh, his
2: chainsaws met its match. Oh, I with
0: the went by the it
2: Botanical just... Garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matt,
0: Matt's on the evening news in cuffs because he cut down a tree in the Botanical Garden. Right, exactly. yes. <laughs> <So, laughs> hey, that, that was my latest <laughs> DIY project. I, I bet you
1: they do have you on a list someplace. Keep that <laughs> man away from Seriously, him.
0: do not let this kid in. <laughs> uh, as far as the next one trailer. goes, I, I've been putting off a, a built-in bookshelf for a long, long time. Like I have the plywood for it. I, I just need to to go in and do it. So, which kind of brings me to our next point here. The real question that Giuliano asked is Do we have a second set of tools for DIY projects? So, you know, looking at either your last project or the next project, you know, do you have like specific kind of DIY, whether quality, if it's the lesser quality or more, uh, what's the word, like contractor? quality mm-hmm. or do you do you just have like you know a second set of chisels that you use for opening paint cans? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. You know, what, I'll go ahead and start with this one because I actually made a list of the tools that I <laughs> I did have for my woodworking that are now going to be dedicated to uh, Sam's DIY projects Uh, that included a uh, a chisel that was not only used to open uh, paint cans but was also used to pry tile. Um, Apparently, they were used to – let's see. What was that one thing? It had something to do with cement where she was scoring the cement with my chisel. Oh. Uh, I didn't quite understand that one wow. uh, I, There's three Japanese pole saws that I think maybe have one or two more poles in them before they're not <laughs> going to be usable anymore uh, a scratch all which is now just a scratch piece of metal. A <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's enough. <laughs> that's exactly it. Because uh, apparently when she was using the chisel to score the cement, somehow she decided the scratch all would work better once the chisel went completely dead. Uh, and then a coping saw that had 15 blades completely destroyed, which I still – I was like, Do you, you, you know, coping saws, while they can potentially – Cut ceramic tile, and we did have a chance to do it. Are not made for that, um, so so I have a coping saw that is no longer going to be used for woodworking, and at least one mallet that. She might have used it for flattening chicken out. I'm not certain on that one. <laughs> but there's a rumor that she did it once before, and then somehow washed it and put it back in my shop. Uh, but that one now is permanently hers.
0: <laughs> flattening chicken—that's a new one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: I—I yeah. I, I guess the, uh,
1: the well, the, the, what I
0: always love is, you know, when, like you said with the coping saw, you know, it's you can cut ceramic tile but it's not made for that i love the ensuing conversation well it worked why isn't it made for that you know
1: <laughs> yes there's always that uh i proved well the it. tooth town a- is you know uh, yeah right right or whatever yeah, yeah. uh i'd like to point out the part where you're an idiot because i did it yeah <laughs> look what you did to it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. Yeah. The, well, that
0: chisel's not made for that, but it, it worked just fine. But <laughs> now I've got to sharpen. Well, you know how to sharpen,
1: right? Uh, well, but but then it also brings up the, yeah, but you've got 12 others down there. So what are you worried about? <laughs> 12 <laughs> others. I love that.
0: <laughs> well, I um, Let's see. I've actually got a separate toolbox now. Um, Actually used to be my wife's grandfather's toolbox. If you guys remember that was the guy that i inherited all of his tools when he passed away so i have this like monster steel toolbox thing weighs like 60 pounds empty um and uh it's filled with things like um uh um like electrical like you know the the wiring caps you buy the little kit all different like wire Mm cap wire nuts that's the word i was looking for um there's a float in there for um Grout and tile, uh, because I've done my own tile before. There's, uh, there's a coping saw in there. uh, (laughs) A couple of squares. Probably none of them are square.
1: Yep. Oh Uh, yes. Yeah, they're probably the Japanese ones. You pick them up for like, uh, what twelve for a dollar? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got a bunch of, you know,
0: screwdrivers, pliers, uh, specialized tools like the plumbing tools that like you that little wrench thing that you use to unscrew the the, the drain from your tub. I've got one Oh yeah. Uh, I have a massive crescent wrench. It's like 3, three feet long <laughs> crescent wrench because <laughs> I needed it when I was installing a railing in the front of my house. I had to actually um, drill into the concrete and then Mm -hmm. use those lag bolts, those big, like eight inch lag bolts to secure the post to the concrete. That was cool. I went to Home Depot and rented like a massive power auger. That was fun.
1: Oh I yes, got my yes. Moment off of that <laughs> Yeah, we actually did, we discussed getting a power auger once, and then I said, you know what? Maybe we just stop putting stuff down the drain that clogs it. That yeah. works for me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that works.
0: <laughs> but I just remember I drilled the hole, and then I was like trying to thread this big you know eight inch long lag bolt into the concrete and i just had like your typical like eight inch long crescent wrench just because <laughs> right. the crescent wrench opens wide enough to fit the head of the bolt doesn't mean that it's the right tool for the job right, exactly so yeah, i probably yeah. should have like found a way to like rent that big tool instead of going out and buying it but at the time i thought yeah i'll have need for this again no not so much so yep that thing yeah, I've, got, I've got one at the th- bottom of that
1: tool, that tool uh, box for a long, long time. now. <laughs> I, I've got one of those big, the big crescent wrenches. And then I've got an even longer metal pipe that will fit over the end of that, uh, the wrench. And Sam's always like, why do you bring in the rent without the pipe? I'm like, you just never know.
0: You just never know. Do, do you also have like a cupboard with a revolver, a rope and a candlestick in it?
1: Just kidding. uh well the the rope and the candlestick, but the revolver I'm not making any comments about. They're okay. in the study, right? <laughs> yeah. With um, Professor Plump. No comments. Nope, nope, not not no not knowing the fact or knowing the fact that we actually have law enforcement listening to these shows. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to pin me on that one, Shannon. You tried this one other time, and it's not happening.
0: Well, like you, Matt, I also have a couple of those Japanese pull saws. In fact, it might be from that same Chinese company that sent us both. Like, they sent us both those free saws to like try out. <laughs> yes, Remember exactly. that they were trying to like break into the U.S. market, so they yep. sent us these saws. There's like, like 50 saws. Tell us which one works. Well, <laughs> right. And they wanted a review, and I was like, "Do you really want to hear my review of these?" And they're like, "Yes, we do." I was like, "Okay, you asked for it." So they're they're hanging on in on a wall or in the bottom. of that toolbox um i also have one of the famous like multi like rasp and chisel in one (gasps) type tools
1: oh my god those are amazing (laughs) those things are awesome for scoring cement tell tell okay i will i will pass that along yeah but
0: seriously like real diy tools like I, i still have a random orbit sander for diy projects and i have a track saw DIY projects because that's, you know, like the built-ins I'm building, I'm building them out of plywood. So the track saw is my go-to tool for breaking those things down. Yes, it's a Festool track saw. So if I figure if I'm going to buy a track saw, I might as well buy a really good track saw. So it's the ultimate like irony. My toolbox filled with the chisel slash rasp next to a Festool track saw (laughs) and a Festool Rotex sander. So yeah, it's a little bit
1: a little bit well, weird in that respect. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. You know, like you spend all the money on the one and you're like, well, I don't have a choice. I've got to go to Harbor Freight for the rest of the stuff. Yeah,
0: well, I need a really good sander to clean up the mess that chisel Rasp combo makes. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, what about you, New Matt? Do you have a, uh,
0: do you have a specific DIY toolkit?
2: Uh, I guess I do, you know, for like whatever you know, carpentry and like plumbing and electrical work I might mean, need to do. So, you know, hammers, pliers, whatever. It's not really like woodworking stuff. Um, but if I do have to do any anything that would require any of my woodworking tools, I just use whatever I have in the shop because I know they're going to work pretty well. And I don't know. It seems to work out all right so far. I used the, uh, my shoulder plane when I was doing my flooring and my chisels when I was doing my uh, my trim now. So, I don't know. It seems to work out okay. I know they're sharp at least. <laughs> right exactly I know I know how to sharpen these so I'm doing okay <laughs> you know, I mean I think it, as
0: long as I mean a trim is one of those things too where it is still wood right you know yeah, so why by, not yeah. use good woodworking <laughs> <Yeah>. tools <laughs> yeah. you know you're laying tile or scoring concrete in Samantha's case you know
1: <laughs> right. Hopefully we're not reaching for the blue spruces <laughs> and the
2: lineial
1: <laughs> oh trust me I tried to hide those as soon as i I found out that she was handling some of those things I immediately went down into like inventory in my shop and I'm like, all right that's still there that's still where is... Oh, wait, no, that's over there. Okay. Uh.
0: <laughs> well, you yeah. know, speaking speaking of uh, our wives and them using our tools, one of the other things that we like to do, because we're married men, we like to wear wedding rings, right? So yeah. I'm going to take a minute Cheers, and talk man. about Kalo, our oh. sponsor see you like that i was trying to find a segue it was kind of terrible but um i i have had one of these uh uh rubber silicone i should say rings for a while now and i actually came across see because the whole the whole idea is you know it's a safety thing if you have uh jewelry on or whatever that could get crushed or get caught on spinning tools or whatever and take your finger with it that's bad uh and these this instance these silicone wedding rings are are very very safe for your finger but i also found that they're really um like a lot of repetitive actions, especially in hand tooling, if I'm drilling a lot of holes with my auger, my ring like bites in in just like the wrong spot to the point where, and I've got a pretty hefty 17 years of marriage callus built up underneath this wedding ring, but it uh, still it's like constantly pressing against it if I'm using uh, a, a shooting plane where it's on its side and it's not like a nice cushy padded handle um, it that causes that rain to cut into my finger really really badly so I'm I was drilling out a bunch of holes the other day with my auger and it, it started to get sore and I was like wait a minute I have a Kalo ring. And I slipped that puppy on and went to work and it, it, was, it was perfect. It was like super comfy. So not only is it safer, you know, if I were working with power tools or anything like that, it actually is really, really comfortable. If you're doing a lot of work with your hands, uh, it's a nice thing to have. So there's my little Kalo story. It's the functional wedding ring for your hardworking hands. Kalo silicone wedding rings are safe for the finger. And now there's a the new quality collection rings made with Q2X material. <laughs> I feel like Q2X. Need- Are you yes. serious? Yeah, we need that that announcer from like <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Q2X material. It's ten times, ten times more resistant. De- is that the thing that Captain
1: America's shield is made from? Yes. No. Oh, it's vibranium. Oh, from sorry. From Wakanda.
0: This is Kalo. From Kalo.com. So <laughs> Kalo rings are incredibly comfortable. They start at just 15.99 Head to Kalo. That's Kalo.com. Use the discount code WoodTalk for fifteen percent off your order. And thanks to Kalo for sponsoring the show. And thank you for buying Kalo rings to make us look good with our sponsor. We'd appreciate that. So Yay. I I, I want to wrap this up with um and Matt. Cremona, New Matt yes. has already kind of taken us down this path. Like how does the fine woodworking side of us help and or hinder us when we do <laughs> this DIY stuff?
1: Um, hinder. I don't think it's a hinder. Yes, it's a hinder. It really is. It's yeah. it's crippling at times. <laughs> yeah. So so Matt, I mean obviously New Matt. Gosh, this is really confusing. <laughs> Shannon, will you keep your mat straight? Seriously, I know which Matt I am. See, behind the scenes, I'm actually pointing at your avatars in Skype right now.
0: So Matt, you know, <laughs> tell me, Matt.
2: Um, so, Matt on you, the left. Matt on the right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, you,
0: you were doing this trim project, which really, I mean, to be fair, trim carpenters are, I have greatest respect for trim carpenters because of yes. the fact that angles are never 90 degrees and Matt, as you discovered, like it doesn't meet the floor at a perfect straight line. So all the scribing and stuff that we have to do, th- that really is pretty fine woodworking. But did you find yourself in, a, in, a, in an instance where you're like furniture making? And I even hate to use the term fine woodworking. Cause that's kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Subjective. That's a little subjective,
2: but did you find that that was helpful? And where did you find that it like was bad? I think it was really helpful because it, with the like fine woodworking or the more paying more attention to detail with furniture making, um, it really leads you to really pay really great attention to what you're doing with the trim install. So like, I went a little crazy with it. So like, when I was doing the windows or like the doors, the the left and right casings, I would put my cathedrals going up because I like that look, and I made sure they're both going up on both sides and not going back and forth. So I was oh, paying I attention that. to like grain direction that. on the on the actual trim and like my scarf joints. I try to make those match up pretty nicely so if it, if one piece was a cathedrals at the joint, the next one would be cathedrals going in the same direction and when I made the trim, I went so far as to orient the boards like for the baseboards I oriented the trim so that i it was like I think the, the profiled area is like the quarter or rift on, like the straight grained area, and then I put cathedrals to the flat the bottom area. So that way when I have my scarf joints go together, it wouldn't be like straight grain meets cathedrals kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was paying attention to that kind of stuff. But I mean overall, obviously it, it took me way longer than someone that does this all the time and you can kind of get in there and bang it out. One of the things that I did, I kind of took from my approach to finer woodworking is, you know, paying attention to what matters and sacrificing things that don't. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the baseboards, those are all scribed, but then I also, they're also back beveled, so only the front edge touches the actual floorboards. It doesn't matter if the whole back side of it touches because you're never going to see that. Right. And same with the inside corners on those, on those baseboards. I... I took out material on the back of it because the corners from the drywall aren't square. So that material on the back of the baseboard is cut away so it doesn't interfere with the fit there as well. All kinds of weird stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that you know, and especially when you're you're fixing stuff in place, right? You know, furniture. Although you know, other than like drawers and well, I mean, furniture does have moving parts, right? And the furniture itself is movable. Mm-hmm. But when you're just like screwing stuff to walls or nailing things to walls and fixing things in place, you can get away with a lot
2: of that. Yeah, so, that's so. like the first time I didn't have like worry about like face jointing anything. It was awesome. I was like, yeah, just plain everything. Right. He's exactly. got twisting it, no problem. nailed to nail to wall anyway.
0: Well, see the good thing is, is you you took the time to do like the grain and color matching, yes. Um, but you didn't waste a lot because like I, I have some very very high end clients with incredible trim carpenters that do have you know cathedral matching and stuff like that. I mean, when you're doing stain grade trim, when you've got like in the instance you mentioned, Matt, where like the scarf joint goes from cathedral to like straight grain, mm-hmm. that sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, yes. And <laughs> yes. you know when you're dealing in you know million dollar homes and million homes like a lot of my clients are. That's just unacceptable. But the problem is the way they deal with that is, (laughs) okay, say I need, you know, 100 linear feet for this particular room. They order 800 linear feet. (laughs) And they just, you know, pick, pick and, and, choose, and choose. You know, well, if this grain doesn't match, go dig through the pile and find one that does match. And then there's like 600 linear feet left over that they just... <laughs>
1: that they, they just like burn on the last day when they, uh, they're they having hot dogs and I'm they're like... like you it, got it's all this
0: terrible. From? It breaks my heart. Like, the sheer volume. Like, the whole thing about, what do we say? Like, add 20%. You know, I'm, I need 100 more feet. Add 20% for the oops factor. In the commercial industry, it's like add 60%. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's what happens. Like, I need to thousand board feet of lumber give me four thousand that That'll be enough you know it's like the sheer volume of waste is just awful Breaking right so
2: good on you matt for not being not being a waster and I, only had, I think i had one extra piece of baseboard and that was it i made that just in case but the rest of it i had and you're gonna make you know, that into like a picture frame right Uh maybe that i just cut into cutting boards or put on the shelf or i don't know what i'll do with it but it's just a board it was my least favorite of them all anyway so
1: I'm not too worried about it. Oh, the poor thing's left to the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, old Matt. How about you? What's uh, let's let's talk about how it's 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 hindered you, especially uh, it, because your last project wasn't really woodworking.
1: So <laughs> right. Well, there there was a moment where. We were trying to fit some tile behind an existing window casing. Uh, and it was one of those moments where I was trying to come in and with the one remaining Japanese pole saw that I had that still had teeth on it, I wanted to try and, and and try to flush this one in there. And I remember trying to take the tile and I put it in place and I was trying to you know flush it from that way. And Sam just gave me that look like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I I just need to I, I need to do this. The woodworker in me has to have this so that it is a perfect fit behind there and try and make sure that everything is nice and flush. So that's where, that's where the woodworker and me really kicked in. The rest of it was like, I've got this reciprocating saw with a cool blade on it. I've got a a sledgehammer. I'm ready to beat this stuff out. Let's just get this taken care of. But when it came to little details like that, you know, I, I really needed to get in there and, and try and do something with it. And even like, um, Once we were actually getting ready to put the new countertop in place, there was a lot of things where I know – what I like I ended up taking a piece of uh, plywood and I put it on top of the cabinets just to see what it was going to look like. And I started looking and I'm like, well, there's this one spot here that looks like it's off. There's going to be a little daylight in there. And it's like one of those you have to be on the ground looking at this to see it. But the woodworker in me was not finding that acceptable. I needed to come up there with my block plane and start trying to level part of that out. And again, that was another one of those that it hindered me a lot cuz we should have been moving forward. In fact, I think the countertop people were like, "What is your husband doing? Is there something wrong with him?" And uh, you know, I'm in there trying to take care of that part, but it's just again, it's it's those little minute details that I think are so important. And I know for a fact that one day somebody's going to turn around and they're going to be like, "Oh, oh, there's no daylight in here, you know, that kind of a thing. It just, that's where where I have a hard time separating it. I really have to get in carpenter mode versus woodworker mode, and those are two very distinct modes. Right. Well,
0: you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What's wrong with it is how much time it takes. Right. When you you could do it in, in, you know, a tenth of the time, um, there's something to be said about that. But, you know, I think there's also something to be said for shims (laughs) 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 to take up those. Well, I was when I was working on this hurricane door, there's this... um, an acute angle at the bottom, you know, imagine a a triangle and down near the ground where the bottom of the hurricane door met, there was a a cross beam there that had to meet the sleeper on the bottom. And, uh, I'm like pulling out the bevel gauge and like capturing the (laughs) angle. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's good to have the angle. And then not only did I, I, uh, mark the angle on the, the two by six, that was the, the strut there, uh, I then used a saddle square to transfer the line all the way around the board so that yes. I could saw it accurately. And, you know, and I, if I do say so myself, I saw it right to the line. and ended up with a nice angle. But then I'm in there, like Matt, with my block plate, <laughs> shooting the damn edge to get it to be this perfect fit. And I was just like, what are you doing? The worst part was, is I'm like on my hands and knees on the concrete patio, you know, oh, and it was... Uh, it was hot. The sun was like right on me and I'm sitting here sweating, like trying to get this thing work. And I'm like, I just had this like out of body moment. Like, what are you doing? You know? Cause not only, not only did it not have to be like a perfect angle, but the whole thing got clad in siding anyway. Right. like there was there was siding on on the side of the triangle and then on top of the triangle like flanking the actual hurricane door I clad it with with more ipe to to match the stairs so <laughs> i had that moment where i'm like halfway through a block plane stroke and i was like you're an idiot and i like <laughs> put down the block plane grab some decking screws and just drilled it into place <laughs> it's like, yes. you know not, not only did i grab decking screws but they were supposedly quote self-tapping decking screws which is the biggest crock of you know what you've ever heard <laughs> but i didn't pre-drill heck no i just yeah. grabbed the impact driver drilled it in and i was done so you know my my redeeming quality was is i realized i was being an idiot and then drilled it in, but it did hurt me. Part of my part of my uh, my soul broke when I did the other side, and I didn't like pull out the block plane and smooth out that joint.
1: So yeah, there's almost like you just gave it. You gave in. You're like, I'm just gonna just gonna be done. I don't want to hear this anymore. You know, one of my favorite arguments was uh, when it comes to measuring, and so. You know, like, so Sam, is that like how many sixteenths of an inch is that? She goes, I have no idea. What is a sixteenth? I'm like, that's the little line there. She goes, so when she would give me measurements, it would be like, uh, that is 24 inches and three small lines. Okay. So three small lines. All right. Uh, those are 16, three, six, 24 and three sixteenths. Why don't you come and look at here? Why don't you, if you need to know that bad, I'm like, All right, no, 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 I'll, t- I'll take it. No, no, th- three small lines. All right.
0: Well, I can tell you how do you function, w- woman. <laughs> that's one area where fine woodworking helps me a lot. Like the, because uh, I rarely measure anything in my workshop anymore. It's all just <laughs> kind of hold that up and strike a line on it, or you know, if I want to make an identical part, I lay the first part on top of it and trace around it, you know, and then plane to the line. And that was one thing, like on that that hurricane door project, you know, figuring out where the angle actually went, and so that the beam was long enough. It was just a matter of you know, hold it up to the other one and try to strike a line across it. And I was good to go. So there, there's something to be said about the um, relative dimensioning side of things that we learn so much in the precision cabinetry and furniture making that
1: can be really useful. You know, it's funny you mentioned the relative dimensioning thing because there was a thing with one of the tiles where I was trying to like – I was trying to show Sam how to do a little relative dimensioning. And she just turned to me and said, you know, those guys that comment on YouTube about how much you talk too much, they're right. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, our biggest trolls are our wives.
1: So That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have anything else to add to the do-it-yourself discussion?
1: Uh, no, if you can hand, uh, hire it out. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) There's something to be said about that. (laughs) There are plenty of things that I am just like, you know, you know, that is definitely something that you should find, uh, with somebody else.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that does, that does actually bring up a point. If I have like stuff that's on my, my honeydew list, if you will, if it isn't overtly wood related, I'm calling somebody. Uh I'm not just talking about specialized stuff like electric or plumbing, but like tiling and drywall. Uh uh. Don't want to do it anymore. Done it. Don't need to prove to anybody that I can do it. <laughs> That's exactly. Know? But it's yeah, just something yeah, like, like, like um, new Matt. You know, if I had trim, and in fact, I've got a I've got a bathroom or a master bathroom that I've, I've got a built-in bookshelf in there, and I want to redo the trim, and we want to repaint and probably put up wainscoting and everything. And I'm thinking – this is inspired by Matt, actually. I'm thinking, you know, I've got some extra cherry. Wouldn't it be cool to have cherry trim? You know, that I can get into, um, and mm-hmm. I will tackle that DIY project. But – if we were hanging subway tile,
1: it's <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> not going to
2: happen. No way. Yeah, with the trim, yes. I was looking at both the cost of the install and then like the actual cost of the trim. And like making my own lumber and like being that close to the source, and you go out and you like look at the price on the stuff, you're like, ah, there's no way I could ever, I would ever want to pay as much money for trim.
0: Well, and right. you're lucky if you can find a mill workshop that can do like a one room package for you, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, you're at, Lowe's or Home Depot buying
1: off the shelf profiles and species and Right, and then a can of cherry stain. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Why isn't this cherry stain sticking? Oh, it's because you bought
1: PVC trim. (laughs) Don't this looks nothing like what they showed in the samples. Just put a coat of shellac on it. That's
0: a universal binder. (laughs) Can you imagine PVC trim with a coat Uh. of shellac and then cherry stain (laughs) over top of it? Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I I will admit that we have one one little bit of quarter round, a little shoe molding there at the bottom uh, that I still need to fill in uh, from a long time ago. And, I'm like, we need to get it done before Madison's open house. And it goes right along the front of our fireplace where there's the brick. And I actually had a moment where I'm like, I might Matt Cremona that. I'm going to try and <laughs> I like, scribe I like the that, of that fruit, in yeah. there. <laughs> the I'm going to Cremona now. the crap out of that coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty. Well, folks, I think we can stick a fork in that topic. So if you want to support this craziness and uh, support the traveling, Matt is back, you know, got to support that. Uh, we, we thank you for all of our recurring donors and our one-time donors. We, we've mentioned you before, but you can go buy a t-shirt, a wood talk
1: t-shirt. Oh, you look so good in a wood talk t-shirt. Yeah. It's sickening.
0: One with a fresh coat of shellac and cherry stain on it.
1: That's right. <laughs> and, you know, size triple X. <laughs> somebody's um, got to cover that pvc
0: you also can support us by leaving an itunes review which nobody did this week nobody what yeah they heard that that matt vannels was coming back and immediately said uh-uh who, who, who leaked no, that I, yeah
1: Maybe no gotta... actually what it is i did i did i'm like hey everybody <laughs> <laughs> hey guys i'm coming back suddenly the three-star ratings start coming in yes, uh, exactly
0: <laughs> no matt vannels is back we're gonna get our first six-star rating you watch gonna break the itunes store <laughs> yeah. it doesn't take a lot to break the itunes store so it's probably <laughs> so you know what since matt vandalis is back it seems only appropriate to send it to matt for the contact info
1: oh, oh i get to do this this is great and don't All tear right. up All right. Hold on. (sighs) Hey, folks, do you have a comment, a question or a topic suggestion? Maybe you, too, want to share what tools your spouse or significant other, because I'm not going to assume it's a wife, because there's plenty of you that have husbands that you probably want to keep away from sharp tools. If you have several different ways to contact us to share that information with us, leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180, and you can use our fancy contact form, over at woodtalkshow.com slash contact or leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads for today's shows or maybe previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. Hey, and don't forget to check out that uh, each one of the, us have our own individual site. Uh, you can check out you know the woodwhisperer.com but there's probably not gonna be a lot over there because like somebody's eating a lot of pineapple right now more than <laughs> likely Pineapples, pin-apples, pinapples excuse me yeah they're having plenty of pin- pinapples in fact they're spending most of their time searching for the pinapples uh, there's uh, Shannon over at renaissancewoodworker.com and there's Matt Cremona over at mattcremona.com and then there's my site which actually hasn't been very active at all simply because uh, I haven't been able to get the slaves to work as fast as I should be and that's matspaceworkshop.com <laughs> very nice
0: well gentlemen that's another show I'm not going to say another
1: quality show, but it's another yeah, show. Exactly. We did it. We're going to use show like in quotation marks.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,